But I was going into Toshi Station, Toshi Station, Toshi Station, Toshi Station. But I was going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converter. Power converter. Going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converter. Toshi Station, Toshi Station, Toshi Station. Power converter. Oh. Hello and welcome to Toshi Station Radio, where we sell power converters and talk about X-wing. Someone in our supply chain managed to fire all of their uh, important employees, and now in a shocking turn of events, nobody's getting any power converters, but luckily, we can still talk about X-Wing. I'm Matt Newt. I'm Doug Howe. Alex Smittle. And I'm Pork Jenkins. And here we go. But uh, first, how's everyone doing? Anybody done anything cool? Anybody done anything uh, particularly X-Wingy or otherwise lately? Nope. Moving I've on. been playing <laughs> X-Wing. Oh, we, yeah, we're going to play games yesterday, Doug, and I completely forgot. Yeah, like, never X-Wing never even crossed my mind yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> like, do you forget when you live together? Like, do you not, like, in passing, just go, hey, X-Wing? Saturday night. Said, hey, we should play some X-Wing tomorrow. And then... But then, like, during the day, you, like, just seeing each other. quite a bit. Just completely forgot about it. Oh, okay. Okay. I don't okay. remember. I don't know if that... I guess I guess that's true. It'd be like somebody I see every day. You know, you forget to tell them stuff. That's true. Yeah. That makes sense. And to be fair, there was some excellent baseball going on this weekend. Dude, I watched true. so much baseball. I've watched weekend. so much as God, well. I like. I have not watched a single Cardinals game. Even I've been so hype on the WBC. Uh, yeah, I've I've been watching Royals games, but like, it's actually funny. I know it's spring training. I get it, but like. It's almost like, okay, it's the fifth inning. The Royals are probably going to win this one. And I'm like, that never happens. <laughs> and so I've actually stopped watching some of them after, you know, a couple innings because I'm like, all right, they powered through it. They'll be fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, the World Baseball Classic has been absolutely phenomenal. It has been so much fun. Sounds uh, fun. Uh, we did have a, a tournament this past Friday that we all got to see each other at. We all played in at least one round of it together. None of us had to play each other joke. this time. That was my joke. And Doug and I did play <laughs> each other in round two. So. Oh, well, in that case, yeah, everything's just miserable. Uh, <laughs> Most things are. <laughs> terrible. Oh, <laughs> uh, it was a good time. Uh just a small three-round tournament, but we had enough people show up that we had two undefeated players. So uh, Doug and I had to split the crown, as it were. So I actually won more that... rounds, though. That's my question. Like so... who had more wins of actual X Men? Yeah, yeah you guys really could have played it off. It was midnight by the time we were done, man. Even my mm. old man endurance isn't up for a you know single-digit hours of the morning game. I left before the third round, and I bet you guys still made it home before I me. Also left before the third round. Uh, well, that's oh, true. hey, we both trapped. Neat. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey. bye. Good for uh, us. <laughs> uh, good time. I know that uh, Doug, you've been flying the list that you plan to bring to Worlds, and we'll talk about that one a little bit later. Uh, I went back to the well with scum, good old uh, Bobakashka Kanan, and you know, when in doubt. Just go with a solid list. That's actually a really fun one. Straight out. I was hoping to actually get matched up against Doug or Alex so you could get some like reps against what you're likely to see at Worlds because there's probably going to be... I mean, that's probably going to be one of the most popular scum lists out there. If I, be bet it's the, I bet it's the most popular by far scum list out there. Mm -hmm. For yeah. a simple reason, it will probably be the only scum list out there. Besides, as long as you're saying all Boba Kanan plus third Yeah, Bainan. Bainan. Beta Kanan. Beta Kanan. No, no, no. Hawk Kanan is the alpha. We know this. Hi. He has so few are attacked. He spins his force to help his buddies. So does all the Kanans. Yeah. Kanan crew sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes he helps himself, which is also his friend. We did get to, uh, for the first time in a good long time, it has been more than two years that we all got to sit down and have dinner together before the tournament as well. It had been yeah, a bit, was, That was a nice podcast, delicious dinner. That was fun. Indeed. Um, should have uh, recorded some of it. That could have been some you know, bonus content. <laughs> uh, all we talked about was baseball. I don't remember. I, I took like three hits of my vape before going into the restaurant, and I don't remember specifics besides the giant pork tenderloin sandwich. Indeed. <laughs> Uh, well, there has been some other general X-Wing news. Uh, prizes and such from the last GSP Galaxies are going out. I got mine the other day. Uh, nifty Kylo Ren alt art. Uh, oh, that's well. what that package from GSP was. Yeah, you. and uh, some uh, pretty sweet looking pins. Uh, I'm going to have to yeah, add them to my collection. Force tokens on Friday. 
Yeah, Doug actually won tokens. I got participation prizes. <laughs> uh, There's always token, though, to be fair. True. Uh, there have been some leaks about what's going to be in the upcoming store kits. Uh, no real details, but it seems like there's going to be a set of quite a few alt art cards, some punch tokens. Hopefully, we're going to get some news on that in the next couple weeks. I, I assume. I would, I'd be willing to bet a large amount of money that a lot of information will be released at Adepticon. Yeah, it seems like a place they might release some Adepticon information. I mean, not some Adepticon. Indeed. And uh, so Adepticon is just in what? As we're week and releasing a half. this. Yeah, week and a half now. So it'll oh, be yeah. the next it'll week be, as we release this. So. It'll be right the, a week, seven days after this podcast releases, will be day one of the X Wing tournament. Indeed. Yeah. So uh, you guys have settled on your lists. You're ready to go. Everything's arranged. Uh, I know. Pick the list. Yeah, Doug, you've got your. Uh, room and board and everything taken care of. Uh, Alex, you're going up with the St. Louis crew, right? I am. I'm writing up with uh, Biophysical himself, Michael Simon, and then both of us and uh, Lexi Bell are crashing with Mark Myers. Nice. Yeah, it'll so. be a good time. I'm very excited. It'll be weird not spending all of my time at a place with Doug, yeah. but <laughs> it's going to be weird being yeah in a, in a hotel by myself. It's going to be very odd. Yeah, I figured, yeah. You'd, I, I figured you'd enjoy it. You'd get, you'd get some enjoyment out of that, though. Yeah, and it's funny because like Doug and I have gone to tournaments without Alex, but I don't, I can't recall the last time Alex went to a tournament without Doug. I like doing things. To be fair, like it's very hard to motivate me to do something when I'm by myself. Not doing things is so easy, and it feels it's so good. Also, just really fun. It's my, <laughs> it's the it's the activity I enjoy most. I'm not gonna. I mean, that's not actually true. Like, put a baseball game on, but I'm upset. Like. <laughs> So you're saying physically do nothing, but watching the like, game. I can just is watch just baseball something. all day and just like be about baseball. Be the dream. That's why I want to like move to the Czech Republic and work for the Czech national baseball team. So those guys look like fun. I know who my electrician would be. That's true. Yeah. Or the their manager is a neurosurgeon. What? Uh, yeah, they had a little blurb in the commercials between the games, and it's like the ice pitcher's like, "I'm a math teacher," and the manager's like, "I'm a neurosurgeon." And I was like, "That's a change." <laughs> That's oh my gosh. <laughs> Yeah, we're throwing a bunch of like pro baseball players out there, and everybody... there is not a player on the USA roster who is not on an MLB team. Yeah, and yet all these other countries are like the equivalent of what did you say? Your local beer league? Uh, mostly Czech Republic. I mean, Britain is mostly Americans, yeah. and Canadians, and Bahamanians. One British-born player who's not an American citizen is on the British team. Um, That's Italy is mostly Italian Americans. Colonialism plays a big part in national baseball teams because the Netherlands is all Aruba and Curacao. Yeah. I had a solid flat bat, a flat bat joke, but I just couldn't get it out. It's sad. That's yeah. unfortunate. I know. And yeah. So again, world baseball classic, this week, World's X-Wing next week, it's pretty much an international smorgasbord of talent going on. My two favorite competitive things, World's Wing at the same time. Indeed. Uh, which kind of brings us into our main topic. We're wrapping up our reviews of the different factions. We're going to get through the original trilogy, Rebels and Empire, today. So uh, I know that I've been flying Rebels quite a bit lately and have... Kind of moved away from it a little, just trying to get a palate cleanser. Uh, but Doug, you've gone hard in on Empire with your list, and we'll go do a deep dive on that. But first, let's uh, kind of look at Rebels, what's been going on with them lately. Uh, and the answer is not a whole lot. Uh, Rebels are a solid but not outstanding faction right now, I feel. Uh, there's a lot of just kind of pick some Battle of Yavin ships and salt in some stuff to taste Rebel Salad right now. Uh, but, yeah, nothing's really looking... They don't have a dominant piece, do they? Yeah, I think that's... The the meta, by and large, is... Like, most lists are defined as having one, like, I guess Ace would be the, the correct term, but like an anchor to their list. Something that can close out games really well and is hard to deal with. And Rebels a carry. Don't, yeah, carry. The, yeah. the Rebels don't have that. Um... The Rebel Falcons feel too expensive for what you get. Um, Luke is I-5, which is problematic in the meta. Um, they don't really have a good I-6 that can answer the other I-6s right now. Yeah, Wedge can't stand um, up to... Yeah. Um, yeah, like, yeah, I was... <laughs> going through the I-6s they have, Wedge is limited to an X-Wing chassis. Uh, Fenral in a Fang with a bad ability and no Fearless to back him up. Uh 
or he's in a sheathapede, which is a good ability, but it's not an anchor piece that can close out games. Uh, Hera in the A-Wing is probably the best I-6 they have. Hera in the B-Wing is... Wedge before, Hera. before Hera. Really? Uh, yeah, uh, Hera... it's, what, five points for a no-force uh, A-Wing that it wants to be using her tokens for other people. Like she's five points, god damn. She's five points, yeah. Uh, what, dude? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like... Yeah, Hera in the B-Wing is still in a B-Wing and can disintegrate really fast. It's six points. Like, yeah, six points I for a B-Wing just feels Never bad. paying six points for a B-Wing. I'd rather play six points for a B-Wing than five points for an A-Wing. I feel like. Uh, wouldn't. <laughs> I would still rather take. Well, absolutely I mean, not. I personally would rather. I'd yeah. rather fly a B-Wing than an A-Wing. That's well, that is true. You know, this is me, the, the lover of B-Wings, but you would have to... Give me some free loadout to get me to choose Hera in a B wing over Hera in the A wing. Given my brothers, yeah, like just six points for a ship that can die from being looked at twice is not right. And Doug, you mentioned the uh, the Falcons seeming underpowered for their cost, realizing that Han at I six is the same cost as Poe. Uh, granted, the Rebel Falcon chassis is better, but the options More for resistance Poe is isn't Han eight. But, yeah, but no, Poe's Poe's eight. Poe is seven. What? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Ray is eight. Poe is oh. seven. Poe is so good. Ugh. Yeah. So I Han... mean, I think Han is better po than Poe. Poe is a point. But Han is a point more. Costs the same as Fenrao. Yeah. So there's there's some cost <laughs> issues with uh Rebel. Every time this, something is seven points, we've... I want to ask why is blank <laughs> the same cost as Fenrao? Yeah, but we do this, and then I go, what, Chewbacca is the same points, right? It's seven. Yeah. And so then I get all like, but yeah, and then I hear Doug's voice in the back of my head, because every time I do it, I just think of, like, the doubling of whatever, and then it's a weird, it's a weird uh, person to lose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, anyway, yeah, do... Rebel Falcons are too expensive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yo, and Flash Luke not enough loadout, but probably just too expensive. Yeah, Luke being an I five, uh, Rebels have a lot of really strong I five pilots, but that's just not the best. That that can't carry a list right now. Well, so of... the problem is that all of their good I five pilots are munitions carriers, which makes them extremely susceptible to road. Which is like you don't want an entire list that could lose only opening engage because you have to go first and can't get your locks. Like it's. Uh, yeah. the rebel identity, especially like so, the two point five rebel identity. Yeah. So well, and so like siege of Coruscant and Battle of Yavin, the other factions all got a lot of efficient pieces, and the rebels' efficiency comes from the munitions they carry, but they don't have any good way to guarantee getting those munitions off. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, I didn't realize they all had munitions in the the boy. Yeah, yeah, all, all the boy ones have. Most of them have APTs. Uh, they gotta have protons of some sort. So, yeah. Yeah, you uh, but then even like the the hotshots and aces rebel ships are like Wes and Corrin are both I five X wings that really like throwing torpedoes. But if you can't get the lock on the opening gauge, they're I mean that's bad. why why we we expected to see a lot of rebel um, alpha strike stuff off right at the bat, and they never really yeah. took off. And there was a lot, but it, it it you can't you can't consistently do well with the list because road is so important in certain matchups. And and... Consistency is key for tournaments. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the, how does something like that change? Like, how does something like that become effective in the future? You I just mean, don't honestly, build your whole list. The thing is not building your whole list around that gimmick would be the thing. Yeah, uh, so honestly, I think something like Corn or Wes should probably get cheaper and then just not be able to take Proton Torpedoes, mm-hmm. uh, which I think would make Rebel players mad <laughs> because Rebel <laughs> players like throwing Proton Torpedoes. But uh, I've actually started moving away from it because... Really, the... I'm just talking about in general, not specific. Yeah, in general. But I think this is something, you know, because Rebels are so obviously geared towards Alpha Strikes, and Alpha Strikes are not in the meta doing well right now, I've started Push looking back at... on that, because the... One of the boogeyman the lists, list, which is Ubel yeah. and the Boys, is an Alpha Strike list. Okay. The problem is that they are target lock right, yeah, okay. let, let me rephrase. Yeah, munitions yeah, lists yeah, are yeah, not. Oh, so okay. Not, yeah, yeah, I get it. I've, yeah. I've been looking at rebel lists that don't use lock dependent munitions. Uh, and I did the, of course, the four U wings because uh, more of that is just about the utility of having 
four ships that can do damage passing, have a lot of synergy. Good list. Uh, definitely not an Alpha Strike. No, definitely not an Alpha Strike. But, you know, that got me thinking, I don't need torpedoes. So I've been, I haven't put any on the table yet, but things like uh, combos that, uh, I know it sounds goofy, but Snapshot on Wes is one I want to try out. The ability to jam people during the activation phase. Uh, you've got control pieces in Rebels, like Ezra with K2SO. Uh, Jin Urso crew is there. But support pieces don't win you games. And that's, I think, where the Rebels are falling down. They've got great support pieces, but no star to support. Yeah, um, and then you can even get away with support pieces supporting efficiency lists, but Rebels are behind on the efficiency curve, too. Um, yeah, I, like, I think they suffer a lot from initiative creep in the current meta. Like, they, they have a lot of decently efficient stuff. It's just all I-4 and lower. And whenever you're pretty much guaranteed to lose a ship, if all of your ships are below I-5, like, before it gets to shoot, it, it makes it really... You start a lot of games on the back foot. Yeah, in the yeah. whole... Yeah. And do you think, with the prevalence of I-6 ships out there, this is kind of a bit of a tangent, but do you think, to change that, I'm not saying fix it, because I'm not sure it needs to be fixed, per se, but would the answers be to increase the cost of I-6 ships, decrease their loadout, or make other ships more efficient. I mean, any of those could work. <laughs> like, right. that's, yeah, that's, I mean, that's, a, the, that's a broad the question. Dev, that's yeah. the game dev's job to figure that out. Yeah. And they're going to try all three and play test them. And they're gonna yeah. My out guess is it depends on what they want. If they want the I-6s to stick around, but diversify the meta, then they make other things cheaper. Or they lower its loadout. If they want the I-6s to be less prominent, then they probably increase the ship cost. Makes good sense there. You know, sure. One thing I, I don't think we've talked a lot about, because um, we're going faction by faction, like, the meta is actually super diverse right now. Like, it is, it's one of the healthiest metas ever. Um, because you can't, like, so for example, like, Smith said that it'll, the most popular scum list will be Boba Kanan Plus. But you actually, the list varies wildly in how it's played based on what the plus is. Yeah, you can uh, and that's from the like least that. popular faction that really only has one archetype. Um, like something like Ubel and the Boys, we've talked about a lot, is actually not showing up very much. Empire is showing up like crazy, but there's just tons of variety in what actually shows up. Yeah, there's the um, the the Faroff and the other different boys. <laughs> yeah, I mean um, same boys, different third boy. And there's right. even stuff that's not popular but still seems pretty good, like Double Decimator plus mm -hmm. something or. Um, Defender Vader. Single Decimator and Boys, things like that. Right. Um, Defender Vader. Yeah, there's yeah, a lot Defender of stuff Vader. in Rebels as well. I know Battle of Yavin gave a lot of cheap options, but like it said, uh, most of it is munitions uh, dependent. Uh, it still doesn't make Y-Wings good. I don't know why Y-Wings are four points, man. I don't like... Y-Wings are not worth four points. They just aren't. They never... They The three-point resistance Y-Wings were good. And then they went up to four points, and I bet none of us have seen Resistance Y-Wing on the table since. Nope. Yeah. Uh, and I can't really think of any of the Rebel Y-Wings that would, like, suddenly break the game. The the standardized little ones, the boy ones, if they were suddenly three points. Like, they cap out at I-4. Uh, they have pretty limited loadout. It's like, they're pretty much usually just an advanced proton torpedo, a turret of some sort, and an astromech of some sort. And, like, is that... Is that going to break the game at three points? I don't think it will. But, like, maybe a Y-Wing would actually see play. Yeah, and there's certain things like uh, some abilities that I've wanted to make work, like Hall Oakland. Uh, he's that one that, during the system phase, if there's no enemy ships at range one to two, recover a uh, an upgrade. But Great, yeah. Yeah, which is, yeah, proton torpedoes for him, or, or precise astromech that he's got. But he's also an I-4, and... Yeah, sure, you're not going to spend an action to reload, but how often in a game do you see reloading happen anyway? So, uh, I think... And Hall is a weird one, because he's got the precise astromech that gives him the focus link into target lock. But again, I-4, that is... You're never going to get your munitions off against a higher initiative ship in a lot of these lists. There's uh, the, the Hotshots and Aces version of Pop's Crail, who, again, great great ability, I-3. His ability is that uh, 
after you fully execute a white maneuver, choose a friendly ship at zero to one. If you do, it may perform a focus action. So he's got white focus into target lock if he so desires at initiative three. Yeah, so, so I think a great example of where you see a very similar ship that's actually being used is DBS-404 in CIS, the right. Hyena. Mm -hmm. The standardized version is he's I-4, he has mm -hmm. five health and two agility, and he has an advanced proton torpedo. And at three points, he's not tearing anything up. He's actually arguably not good enough because he, he dies so easily in the current meta. Um, but at three points, it's fine because like yeah, them focusing down to avoid the advanced proton torpedo is worth its value. But when you get up to like four points for a Y-Wing, it, it feels like it needs to do something before it dies, and it, they yeah. just don't. Four points is too much. Four points can swing a game in a turn, and Y-Wings especially are easy to focus down and burn down in one turn. So that's too much to invest in what is effectively a decoy ship. And, of course, making me sad is that the Rebel Hawks are all still too expensive. Boo. Yeah. So... If you are determined to run Rebels, uh, I know at the Sith Taker Open, a it was, I think, Keo, two Ewings, and Ezra in the Gauntlet made cut, uh, which is mm -hmm. kind of like a variation on your four Ewing. Um, right. But, like, Keo is a really good piece uh, for three points. Um, I'm sorry, like, who is that? Keo, Keo Benzi. Benzi. The, yeah, uh, the one that can sideslip. Yeah, the Force-using, uh, side-slipping A-Wing. Yeah. A-Wing, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, Ezra, like I think you mentioned, is a good piece for three points. Like they actually do have some good three point fillers. The problem is that they provide zero offense. Right. Um, so like they, if they get ignored, they can't do anything about it. <laughs> Whereas something like DBS four hundred four, if you ignore it, can just get off that giant APT and and make you regret ignoring him. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, I, I think Rebels just their their identity doesn't fit into. Their, their current identity doesn't fit very well into the 2.5 meta and playstyle, and so they just need some. They need some shifting around. Give them some mm -hmm. love. Yeah. Uh, if you had to guess what the strongest list archetype in Rebels would be, what would jump out at you? I would probably say either the four Ewings or the the Gauntlet variant. Like, it presents. It has a unique playstyle, which presents issues for people in tournaments if they haven't played against it before. Um, mm -hmm. And it's they generally don't have a specific weakness. They're just kind of all-comers lists. Um, they do have big initiative problems, but they're tanky, so they can kind of deal with that. Um, yeah. yeah uh, one of the variants I was looking at was uh, Luke Tycho in two U-Wings. Uh, you know, could could have some. You know, you've got the U wings there, mostly to carry selfless. Uh, I really want to try flying Tycho with the you know rockets, heavy laser cannon. He's just gonna mess you up unless your eyes six, in which case he's gonna die. But... Yeah, Tycho also has the problem of while he like his ability is cool, and he's he has the ability to get the the target lock focus with his with the composure shenanigans. Uh, at the end of the day, he is still just a just focused four health ship. Like he's mm. still pretty easy to pop in the meta unless you play him real safe. Yeah, he can bully the hell out of low initiative ships, but again, you're gambling on seeing low initiative ships, which there are going to be. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but the... unless you uh, become unless you're first player for an entire tournament, yeah. and then your dirge <laughs> is useless. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Uh, your dirge actually pulled out a lot more than he, he punched above his weight in uh, sometimes. Oh, dirge! He does. He's amazing against low initiative stuff. But uh, yeah, it's, it's both same my thing. game. Both my games on Friday. He, I, there was lots of fives. I just won the first player role. Every I time. can confirm that you literally never got second player against me. I got yeah, it once. Like, I got it once. Turn zero. Yeah. yeah, so turn zero, and then around seven rounds, you were first player every turn. Yeah, which is uh, it's unfortunate when there's a lot of. Mirroring initiative. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, this was referral dirge. Mm -hmm. And that's just it. If you're looking at mirroring initiative, rebels, I think, suffer more from losing road because, like you said, of the munitions dependence of a lot of their ships. Uh, so I don't know if there's really even. I mean, Luke can take instinctive aim as a, a counter to that, but yeah, it's I mean the not... other. 
the other answer is to like for somebody like Wes or Corrin is to just give them way more loadout so they can do things like take afterburners and a torpedo and a talent and an astromech. Like they can actually use all of their slots. Uh because like right now, like Wes has 15 points of loadout. So if you take Pro Torps, you're down to three points. Yeah, uh, which is probably like crack shot that, or something at that point. But like if uh, he could take the R four astromech or crack shot, yeah. Yeah, but if he could take Protorp and Afterburners and an astromech of some sort or and a talent of some sort, like that's that's a little bit different because yeah. now an X wing with Afterburners is a much deadlier ship than an X wing without. Like <laughs> that is the Afterburners mobility on like a four straight boost or three bank boost or whatever. It it really increases their ability to to engage how they want in and so- ways that aren't predictable. Yeah. Something that I've noticed as I've been trying to theorycraft a lot with Rebels, the subtle increase in the cost of basic astromechs, whereas it's like, oh, I've got three points. I'm going to slap an R3 astromech on something. Now that's four points, and you're like, oh, that is an investment if I want to carry things. So, I mean, unless you're dealing with the, the double target lock shenanigans, uh, it really, gosh, it's... Astromechs became the most disposable part of a, a build now when they used well, to be like a, a, a faction defining slot. Yeah, Rebels also really suffer from being the original, being an original faction designed faction. Uh, mm-hmm. Like having all of their stuff released at the start of 2.0. Like they have one unique Astromech that isn't a regen droid, and that's Chopper. Yeah. And then you look at like Republic, and let me click on something with Astromech real quick. Oh, they, they get have, all sorts of cool stuff. Let's see. They like even if we just talk unique ones, they have like they have Chopper, R2, R4P17, R7A7, R2C4. Like they have four that's just four unique astromechs that all do wildly different things that are useful. Speaking um, of astromechs, you want to know what the most annoying astromech I came up against Friday was? That stupid little guy that's on the Obi-Wan Edda standardized loadout. R4P17, yeah. Yeah, where it's just like, all right, uh, oh, looks like you're going over that rock. Don't care. Okay, I'm going to drop a prox mine on you. Don't care. Fine. Whoa. What? Yeah. <laughs> that, that seems good. What? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what it does. That's all it does. Yeah, it's very niche because there'll be lots of games you don't use it at all. But the games where it's good, it's really good. It's specifically when you would be dealt a damage card and you're not defending, spend one of its two charges to just discard it and, and gain a strain to just discard it instead. So, oh, yeah, man. I had proton bombs and Obi-Wan was just like, oh, just take a strain and ignore that. Yep. I, I, I never uh, read it and I just one, thought it was the regular one. I hadn't thought of before. I was watching a game. Oh, it was Dead Man Switch. Somebody Dead Man Switched their ship as it blew up, and it was just like, R4P17. I was like, oh, <laughs> you don't <laughs> even get your Dead Man Switch. <laughs> Such an insult. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it, it pains me to say that Rebels are really in, I don't want to say a bad yeah. spot. No. and make good Rebel lists. Yeah, to be clear, like, I think if this your is... goal is to be competitive in the sense that, like, your games are, like, you have good games. Like your your goal isn't necessarily to make the cut, but it's to have a good time at the tournament. Oh, Rebels and I think Rebels are it. yeah, Rebels are still perfectly good for that. Like the uh... and we got to remember we're like when Doug and I talk, and to a lesser extent Matt and Greg. No offense, because I just mean from the direction we're coming from. Doug and I are talking top tier competitive level. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, my goal is to make the cut at a tournament. Yeah, like yeah, uh, Matt and I are talking like, Jack Porkins. Exactly. Y'all. Like, yeah. know, like, Our boy Jack. So uh, yeah, that, this will have to be it. purged from records, but I will say I think Jack Porkins is the best X-wing in current 2.5. He said it. He, he said, said it. it. We are recording we're that. That's going to be our new he intro. Said it. Yeah. it is not going to be our new intro. Oh. Uh, if we're talking, well, if I have to intro. bring an X-wing in a list, it's either Luke or Jack. Yeah. Wow, that's in the intro too, Matt. Let's go. It's gonna Let's be go. The day, the, the, the day Doug half flies two X wings. And now to uh, go on a racist tirade, so you have to edit everything. <laughs> <laughs> Doug uh, is catch dope. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, so the rebels are a bit uh, in need of some help in the upcoming changes. Maybe they'll get it. Maybe they won't. But. Their rivals, the Empire, is pretty. Well, oh, one thing we right did now. forget to mention—that's yeah, from your four viewing list. Selfless is still very strong, and people still do not bring it. You should never not bring selfless. It's so it's, good, especially in Vader. Salvage world, like yeah, like south, yeah. But if like, I could take selfless yeah. in other factions, I would slap it on every everything all the time, single day. Mm-hmm. Every ship would have 
itself was filled. <laughs> like, yeah, it's still only three between, points. Yeah. It's two. It's yeah, two yeah, points. Yeah, it's oh my two gosh. Like, what yeah. are you people doing? Yeah. Like, <laughs> play you selfless. Know, bye, you know, things bye, bye. like TIE Fighters that are taking like Iron Cannon, Elusive, and it's like, that's because there's no good two-point talent. Except for Rebels have Selfless, and they just don't bring it. Bring Selfless. It's so good. Yeah, I actually, uh, in the list I was looking at with the... Uh, I meant it kind of as a joke, but all all Initiative 3 ships, with uh, Arvel Crinid, Derek Clivian, and Keo Venzi A-Wings, all three points, all with Selfless, because that just means, hey, they're going to zip around and you know take the damage that other ships would not like to take. And if it kills them, oh, well, that's three points. So and, Yeah, there's, there's just a lot of crit generation in general, and any time... You can just be like, I'm I'm gonna take one of the damage on this random person you're not shooting at. That's that's so effective. Yeah. Um, and ba- back even in the on day, not salvage, it's, yeah. it's really good. If we were in a meta where generics were still playable, my first thought when I was thinking of that was like, ooh, is there a three point generic that I can just with a talent that I can just slap selfless on to be uh you know, a tank and a blocker? And nope. The the three the only three points with talent are those A wings. Doug, as our current resident Empire player, at least that's what you're taking to Worlds, uh, remind our listeners, what's your Libel Levy bring in there, what you've been practicing? Uh, yeah, I've been playing Defender Vader with Juke Malice HLC. Uh, Juno in the TIE Advanced with Crackshot and Passive Sensors. Second Sister in the Interceptor with uh, Sensitive Control, Shield Upgrade, Ruthless and Extreme Maneuvers, and then a generic Black Squadron Ace. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to say, the juke on Vader in the Defender, and especially with Malice out there, feels like the... Remember how in 1st Edition, Defenders for a while were, like, super oppressive? Yes, I I do remember (laughs) that time period of 1.0, where it was just Palp Defenders. Yeah, that's honestly what being on the receiving end of Vader Defender can feel like at times. Yeah, I mean, Vader Defender is essentially... Palp defenders with Palpatine baked in to the defense, yeah. like because you just you don't need any tokens for offense. You just have the focus of aid for defense. Every yeah, turn. he's just gonna bully you over and over, and there's not a lot you can do about it. So, uh, yeah, like so, I uh, I do think that Defender Vader is relatively balanced in because of his expense. Like you suffer yeah. at objectives, but I am still a hundred percent on the band Defender Vader train. Like. Uh, I'll play he's him for Worlds because I think he's good, but I think the ship is wildly problematic and unfun to play against, like by and large. Very true, very true. Uh, Vader, however, is, I would say, unquestionably the Empire MVP right now in any of his configurations because they give you so many options. Uh, I've seen, especially with the cheap ships that come out of the Battle of Yavin. I've seen Defender Vader, I've seen 7-point Advanced Vader, and I've seen 6-point Boy Vader with uh, various wingmen and loadouts, and they all do great because all three of those iterations of Vader are good in their own way. Yeah, and... I think 7-point Vader's the worst. Like I, I tried him for a while, and he does give you some customization that Boy Vader doesn't, but at the end of the day, it's like... Five percent more effective than Boy Vader, but you get one second Yeah. Do you feel like six point Boy Vader is too cheap? Yes. Okay. Me too. I, I think one. he should be seven. Um, yeah. I agree. Why Either he should be seven, or they need to. They either need to make him seven, or they need to wildly change the meta so that he's a like he's costed appropriately at six. Yeah. <laughs> so either change everything else. I mean, you might be able to bump those, uh, like bump those boy ties up to. I'm not paying five points for a tie fighter. Yeah. Or no aren't they three? Backstabbers are three and four. Backstabbers already at four. Three and four. Gotcha. Yeah, that's because he has. Well, I mean, I'm okay with you saying I'm not going to pay whatever points for that because those are pretty brutal. Yeah, but they're tie fighters. Yeah, but they're right. tie fighters that are actually good. They, they well, hit like tie fighters be good. They're, <laughs> yeah, and it's so easy to get to their ability off, better. and it's purely offensive. Just kill one of them. They're tie fighters. I would try. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. So they're initiative five tie fighters that seven points for two ships that are effectively a three 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 stat line. 
Uh, so they are effectively an interceptor stat line. That's what uh, TIE Fighters have. Though. Double tapping Yubel. So TIE, fighters, TIE Fighters have two attacks. Okay, now you're just talking about a list, Greg. I can We can make any list sound oppressive as shit. Defender Vader plus whatever the rest of Doug's list is. Like, right. Oh, <laughs> oh I, thought, I thought we were just like saying like, oh, okay. Oh, well, I'm we very specific about, about, about what I'm mad about. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so that I didn't pay attention to the conversation and just got <laughs> mad about that list. <laughs> Pushing back we're on just this talking about because the boy TIE, fighters. TIE Fighters are one of the most iconic ships in the game. They are. They are the... And they have never been good. And when they have been good, it's only been pure swarms, which have never been popular. Mm. So I think it is a it is good for the game that there are TIE Fighters on the board that are effective. Agreed. Uh, and I know we've talked about the uh, three-point trio in First Order, uh, but I think that Mahler and Backstabber are just as iconic with what they can do uh, you know, seven points, two three 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 ships with good upgrades. Remember, they've three, got four. some. They have four. Oh, that's right. They've got more health. God, so they're even better. Yeah, talking yeah. about just kill them. That little, uh, that one health is huge. It, Every single yeah, it time. Is, yeah. But also, they have to be waiting for one in each other's side arcs. If you knock one down to one, you can either kill the next turn or it has to flee. Like they tie also, fighters are not the problem with that list. Is my yeah. point. They <laughs> also have very predictable flight patterns because they have to stick together. That and is as true. soon and as it, they're not together, they lose a ton just, of effectiveness. They're just yeah. TIE Fighters. Yeah. yeah. Expensive um, ones. Yeah, like the... They are good. Like, there's they no are, getting around sure. that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think keep, they're problematic. Yeah. Agreed. I have to keep reminding myself that Boy Mauler does not have regular Mauler's ability as well. He kind of does. Well, I mean, I mean he, he dice, but it's not—it's not an extra dice on top of that. I keep thinking that their side arc ability is like a chassis ability. Oh, like it'd be a five die. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like that. Yeah. This, you know, this terrible five die tie fighter. Oh wait, no. Okay, but thing is, I—I'm like, oh, good. He's not as bad as I thought. And then, oh, he's got an extra health. God damn it. Uh, but yeah. Uh, also, even uh, Doug, you mentioned you know the generic tie. You're flying the uh, the I three generic tie. Yeah. Uh, I could understand because they're all two points. Uh, maybe the initiative one academy pilot could have some purpose for claiming maybe. obstacles, blocking. I'm going to be honest. If you're trying to make a decision about the Tie Fighter, you're putting too much thought into the Tie Fighter. Don't bring the Obsidian. It is, a, <laughs> it is a bad ship, but my list builds to 18, so I have two points left. Over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, His job second. is to score objective points until he dies, and it doesn't matter what initiative he's at to do that. So right, the, but can you if think you of... if you have an obsidian alt art that you really want to use, that's a decent. Point. Okay, that is a good, good enough reason to bring the obsidian. That's yeah. fair. I was going to ask, why would you ever want to take the I two obsidian? But it yeah, literally, it does go. not matter. It's irrelevant. <laughs> the, like, so, I, okay. the only, I mean, you're if you bring a lower initiative, one has a chance, higher chance of getting PS killed. That's yeah, and if you, but it has a higher chance of being able to block something. Like it's also true. Very true. Very true. I just missed my initiative one mafia. That's all. <laughs> I mean, uh, in theory, you still could. Not, not in the current meta, but like... No, not the current meta. But... Oh, yeah. They're, they're, they're... is still powerful, is yeah. my point. Uh, so, we've talked about, you know, Vader. We've talked about the TIE Fighters. But there are some other ships. You mentioned the Ubel in the boys list that is really good. It's really strong. But you said it's not all that popular. No, Why like the Thicker Opens had zero, I think. I mean, people just don't play Ubel. People don't play metal. They're awkward. Man. <laughs> yeah. um, so, like, so... I talk about it a lot because the crate discord has been talking about it a lot and they all really liked it and jumped on it and played it a lot, uh, which made it feel like it was a more popular list than it actually was. So I, I brought it up a lot, but Ubel, a lot of people don't realize Ubel's strength in the first place. Really strong. And then even from there, you have to enjoy flying a type brute, which is an awkward ship to fly. It's medium base mm -hmm. with a bunch of small base ships. It's, slower its dial kind of sucks like uh it, it's not an easy shift to just pick up and play and if you play a brute poorly it just dies um they like, do uh, Ubel, Ubel is very fragile in that yes. list uh, you just you have to make sure he points at things to punish them for shooting at him uh but like if you misposition with Ubel, they're just gonna kill him in one round yeah. and you're not gonna then get you to don't shoot. get arc and it's, yeah. Yeah, it's useless uh, like. so like it the uh, it is a good list but it's not popular because it it flies differently from a lot, especially from a lot of other imperial lists. Um, it also means you don't bring Iden, and people are addicted to Iden. There is that. Uh, we've seen Ubel. Have we seen any of the other uh, heavies was, out there? No, because they're bad. Was that Iden? Which Iden was that? Iden, actually. 
No, that's insane because she has a um a, a oh, interceptor okay. now. Yes, yeah, but it's yes. six points. Um, isn't that ability for everybody, and then her Tie Fighter ability is just for a Tie LN? Her ability right. Tie Fighter is for just Tie LNs, but cancels the entire attack or all damage. Gotcha. Uh, interceptor item is every other turn she can cancel one damage. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, which is kind of like a. It, it fills the same point as selfless. You know, it's damage pulling, uh, but it's not worth a six point interceptor. At is she initiative five or four in the interceptor? She's four. Okay, that's that's again an awkward place to be in an interceptor. Yeah, I think the biggest. So the second sister I'm flying is is I four, uh, and it is kind of problematic. But uh, I have extreme maneuvers and sensitive controls on her, which means I can do things like turn in the system phase and yes, then do like a four string in a completely different spot. Uh, and that's the only reason she works at I4 is because she her movement is phantom adjacent. And she's that, a, like it's the pre maneuver with yeah, but, yeah but exactly. the, the point is you you create a ton of 50-50 scenarios where they have to guess correctly where you're gonna go. Mm-hmm. And anytime they guess wrong you can punish them. Yeah and really the the, uh, the way to win is to force your opponent to make mistakes and the way to do yeah. that is to force them to make choices. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, but if job. we're in a world where I4 isn't uh, usually the lowest initiative in the game, then I do think there is a place for Iden Interceptor. Like uh, another way to think about it is, every other turn she can sit and arc because she'll have an evade token and she can cancel a hit, and so you're essentially sitting there with two evades, uh, which is, Ooh. I mean, that's pretty nasty for an interceptor. Okay, I can see that. Uh, yeah, but you mentioned the uh, extreme maneuver sensitive controls combo, and I will say, with as much as you know, I recall when I first started playing you, you were the Echo player. And that's what Second Sister feels like. It feels like having a phantom on the table again. Yeah, that's pretty much why I decided to bring it. Because um, I haven't found any worlds list that like list for worlds that I'm super in love with. But she's fun to fly, and the list feels good enough because it has Defender Raider in it. So mm-hmm. that's why uh, you had mentioned. And I flew uh, against. Uh, was it who did I fly? It was against the Double Decimators. Was it Chambly? I think it was in the, uh, uh, the. No, Chambly had CIS. Um, no. Uh, was it, was it Steve Cotillo? Could have, yeah, Steve Cotillo. Yeah, it was Steve That's Cotillo. Steve Cotillo with the, uh, double decimator list, which, man, I had forgotten because I hadn't seen a decimator in a hot minute and I forgot how long it takes to kill one of those bastards. I think the double decimator plus usually boy Vader, um, but sometimes like yeah, off in a tie. Um, anyway, like uh, I think that list is actually very similar to four U wings. Like it is, mm-hmm. uh, it's a decent all comers list, but and it'll catch people off guard if they haven't played against it. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's very inflexible um, because decimators really only do one thing well, which is not die quickly. Yeah. Um, and you have a lot of single mod. You, you have very few single modified shots, so it doesn't do damage quickly either. Um, so a lot of the weight is on Boy Vader to carry that list. That is true. Uh, speaking of the mods, and especially with decimators, uh, Empire gets a lot more value out of their force crew than other factions. I think uh, you've got uh, crew and I think gunner. They have the best crew carriers. That's yeah. That's where I would um, agree. Like, Fifth okay. Brother is just a force point for 11 points, which isn't that great. But there's... Decimators are great chassis for Fifth Brother because they they will just use his ability on offense because they don't roll green dice. And they have a million points of loadout and a gunner slot. So you just slap Fifth Brother on them. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, there's always been the Grand Inquisitor works great on a, uh, a Decimator. Uh, Seventh Sister can have some great control effects. Uh, Vader crew... Seventh Sister is probably pretty undercosted because yeah, she is ridiculously strong for nine points yeah there's yeah. a reason why in the world's uh judge statement they specifically have to go into the timing of seven sisters ability mm-hmm. uh because there are weird things that it can interact with so i think that's the perfect example though of why you see force crew in empire so much more often is there are no good four-point crew carriers in any other faction. 
and you get uh, tear off. Yeah, that's fair. And he takes mole. So like he also fits that. <laughs> he also fits that that category. Could be a um, imagine if he didn't bring a force crew and brought coordinate. That's a story for a different week. Uh, After I win worlds, we'll talk about that. One. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like Faroff and Tulas Vizier are both really good for four points, and they have enough loadout for a force crew, and that just makes them more effective support pieces. Um, whereas like Rebels, I guess Finn and the Sheath of Pete is four, isn't he? But as we said, they don't have he does they don't have any anchor to carry the list. Yeah. Uh, so and he doesn't have enough loadout for a force crew, so never mind. Yeah, you mentioned the other force crew you could put on Kane, and I was like, wait, Ahsoka's only nine, but there's no one point that's worth the benefit of Maul's ability. So Yeah, I mean Maul's just perfect for Kanan, because if you focus him, he infinitely removes your dice. Uh, <laughs> and if gross. you don't focus him, he gets two force. Yeah. Uh so you've got, you know, a little bit of everything in uh Empire. Uh, have not seen Soontir Fell in a while. I Ollie is most likely taking him to Worlds. He's definitely been playing him a lot. He took a, he, he played him in Kyber Cup and Sithaker Open and made the cut, at least. I don't remember how deep he went, but he made the cut with, uh, I think it was Boy Vader, Soontir, Vermeil in a tie? Or Moff Gideon. It was the, the tie. Mm. Um, oh god, Moff Gideon. I... Uh, there's another guy I'm tired of. Yeah, Looking... Moff is crazy. Um, yeah. Uh, you were running Moff in a practice list the other week, and just absolutely... I was running uh, the resistance list with Finn and all those things, and having Moff Gideon just turn Finn off was so annoying. Moff Gideon is either the best three points in the game, or he is a three-point generic TIE fighter, and there's no in-between. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and he does... He like he. So for those who don't know, he uh, he has a very long, complicated ability that essentially says, I strain somebody close to the person I'm attacking to mean they can't modify their green dice, or their green, di green dice cannot be modified. Um, so you get something like Finn, who is extremely good at tanking shots, and then Gideon goes, no, you don't get to do any of your shenanigans. Or you have things like the, uh, the clones for Republic that pass tokens around, and he says, no, you don't get to do any of that. Um, but then you have lists like... Uh, I don't know, like Ubel and the boys, and like Moff Gideon doesn't do anything to them because their job is to kill you, not to survive. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of fun options. Uh, is Empire one of those factions where every chassis in the uh, the factions playable? Is there anything right now really bad to bring in Empire? Tie advanced prototypes, gauntlets, uh, strikers, or eh, countdowns. Fine. Mostly gauntlets and taps. I honestly completely forgot that the Empire had gauntlets. Yep, so did everybody else. It's too bad. <laughs> <laughs> they have no loadout, and they don't get any of the titles, and our Saxon's 8 for some reason. Captain <laughs> Hart is bad. Uh, I had to step away from uh, for a second, so if you guys already touched on this, I'm sorry. Uh, if you build an Empire list and you're not bringing a Vader, is that wrong? Probably. No, well, not uh, at all, because Do what? I, everybody I, talked at once. Knew what were you saying? I'm saying you know, you've got Ubel and the boys who yeah has usually boy does, usually does has boy Vader. Vader. Yeah, uh, but there are like I said other six point options if you wanted to bring it with uh Aiden. You know, I don't think you should, but that's just making list strictly worse. Yeah, like mm -hmm. So uh, the short answer is yes. You're you're hampering yourself by not bringing at least Boy Vader. Um, mm -hmm. I think the only exception I could see is if you really want to run a true tie swarm with like the boys and Howrunner and Iden, and I think you can fit two three pointers in there. Uh, or there is a. It was popular for a little while. There was a. I think it was Morna and three in the three named Reapers. <laughs> Uh, but I think that list was largely preying on the fact that you can't kill them in time, and then you play at a slower pace than you should to win the game. Oh, gross. Oh. So the short answer is yes, you should bring Vader. Yeah. And I mean, it's fine. Like, that seems fine. Like, as many times as Vader has been the bane of my existence, it's like yeah. he is literally the. Uh, like, like yeah. yeah, he's like the main character of Star Wars. Yeah, I also think so that is yeah. very intentional by AMG. Like, right. I, uh, there's yeah, a reason he wasn't even playable. 
Yeah. There's a reason all the other guys are good, and it's because AMG wants popular characters to be played. Right. Which is something that FFG didn't really push. Like, they usually made them good, but they didn't make them clearly better than other options. And I think, at least Mm -hmm. to start with, AMG is saying, we're going to make them a little bit better because we want them on the board. Right. Right. Agreed, agreed. So you've got uh, all sorts of options there. Vader, of course, you know, power piece for pretty much the whole game, you can probably say. Uh, where is Empire sitting in the overall tier of factions right now? One. I think you'd have to make a hard argument to not put them first. They Hard argument? A... They don't have a Z95. It's a point. That oh. feels like another reason they should be in first. <laughs> <laughs> they, yeah. You can't it's make the, the mistake yeah. of bringing a Z95, which inherently makes them better. Darth Vader in a Z95, good or no? <laughs> <laughs> I guess which ability does he have? If he has, if he has Defender slash Boy Vader's ability, then there's probably some use to that. Yeah, I was like, oh, what if he's got seven point Vader's ability? A, a Z95 with multiple actions. All of their actions suck. Yeah, so he can focus lock red roll. For them to and he gets his three defense dice. Yeah, the red roll. Two defense dice. Two defense dice in a Z. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, God, gross. Oh, see, man. I don't know. Like, if, like, unironically, if he had Boy Vader's ability in three force and he could take a missile of some sort, and he's I6, presumably, mm-hmm. then I, mean, I guess I, you guarantee you'll get off one max damage attack before you die, so that's right. something. So There you go, Doug, AMG. Make it happen. Yeah. Yeah, Doug, uh, Vader question for you. So, in all the games you've been flying, Defender Vader, has he been killed yet? Yes. I, I killed him. So. Did you still yeah, win that game? Him. No. Ah, I don't think so. Really? Because... They Defender Vader. The, like, the list is Defender, Defender Vader. Vader. Like, I guess by the time you do it, then they should already have ample... Um, other points. Yeah, I'm trying to think yeah. of what, what kills Defender Vader in time that you haven't already gone up on it the objective. Goddamn Jairus does. <laughs> uh, it was Fen Rao, and it was because I ruthless myself twice. He did oh. ruthless himself twice in the game, that's true. Yeah. You played yourself. I mean, not really. It was wrong because I let Fen get range one of me, but the trick is Vader has four free health that you can just use however you want. Except a chance, then he has three free health. That's true, then he has three free yeah. health. Four free health because of half points? I mean, just because he has four shields. Sure. and like. Okay. So, more context. If they're actually going for Defender Vader, you don't Ruthless yourself. Uh, but if you have I Ruthless wasn't. on a list... Yeah, he, he wasn't. Um, <clears throat> if you have Ruthless on a list, do not be afraid to Ruthless Defender Vader. Especially if he's at full health or if he's taken one damage. Like... Mm-hmm. Um, ruthless is a really resource. yeah, they're a resource, and ruthless is a really powerful card. Like the ruthless seven sister is what lets me actually use her ability a lot of the time because I'll just ruthless the max hit and then spend the two force to make them all crits or things like that. And it just makes her gun a lot more accurate, uh, which just lets you have an actual other damage threat. Yeah, Greg, that is probably one of the most profound things I've heard. You know, matter of fact, shields are a resource, and that's something yeah, I really in general is. Them. Yeah, somebody told me back in 1.0 because I was a bomb player that mm-hmm. health was a resource, and I don't remember who it was exactly. But once I learned that, it, many people are like, "Oh, you know, you're sitting in the middle of your bomb," and I was like, "You know, I'd be like, yes, but the piece I really wanted to hit also is." Mm-hmm. So like, I would know where my stuff is. I would know where my bombs were. So I would always use my own health as a resource. So that's something I've always thought about. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's definitely mm-hmm. something to look into. Uh, so the one thing about uh, your list, Doug, that you said is that if you've got Vader and his friends, the wisest course of action is don't try and go after Vader because, you know, I've seen... Uh, like, I mean, it's list dependent, but... Yeah. So but like, if you're, you're going to go for Vader, you need to hard sell out on killing Vader. Yes. Like if you... If you go for him and do like two or three damage, and then he's like kind of annoying to shoot at, see so switch targets, you're gonna lose the game. You're done. Yeah. Like yeah. Um, if you're gonna commit. go for Vader, you have to go for him. Don't don't pretend to go to Vader for Vader either. Like you yeah. have to full out go for Vader or have a Kanan Jarrus do a damage turn every round. <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> Which good. Happened, it happened on Friday. Like he it did. So that's a nice game. Vader the score just. looked super lopsided, but I like I won, but I had a two health Vader and a 
two health, health second, second, sister. second sister. And Dirge had a range one fully modified shot on both when right initiative killed him. Like so, if, With, if oh, Dirge yeah. lives through that perfect, one shot, perfect killed initiative kill him. Yeah, yeah, like he had the fearless focus bullseye range one shot on Vader, and I initiative killed him. Gross. Yeah. Mm. Vader would have died that turn probably, uh, but yeah, Kanan every turn that game just shot Vader into the damage. Vader jousted, and then Kanan did the only damage in that joust. Yeah. <laughs> but realistically, uh, to Smittle's point, like nothing beats Vader in a one-on-one. So do not faint with one ship to try and scare him, because he'll just kill that ship. Yeah, Vader just goes, okay. Yeah. I fainted um, with Fenrau and Kanan. And yeah. actually, I set up Fenrau and Kanan in a corner. Doug set up across me and said, this is a practice game. Let's see if I win the chest. And yeah. then I cowardly <laughs> five-forwarded. You have to <laughs> fully commit into Vader and win or... You have to fully commit unto everything else and win. And it's probably easier to choose everything else most of the so time. So, Alex, I'd like to say something because you said that and it kind of made me think. So, I'll, not a lot of the games, some of the games I try to get cute and I'm like, oh, they don't know I'm going to do this. Right. And, but if you fully commit and you keep committing, all you need is Vader to make probably one good mistake. And you can capitalize on that. And I mean, like, if you block Vader one time, he doesn't have his focus of eight. He cannot use his force on defense. Right. And so, if you can get though, and if you could do that one mistake, like Doug and I, we had that game uh, at Game Cafe where you weren't flying Defender Vader, but there was a moment where I had Vader in that box, and I had been trying to kill Vader the whole game, and it was like that one moment, that one turn. All you know, kind of all like it paid off for itself that I was trying to do that. Now, if I would have split off and tried to kill something else, I would have lost. Actually, I think I did do that after I killed Vader and I still lost the game. But it was just one of those like you just spend that whole time, and if you give up, you've just wasted the whole game and you pretty much just handed yourself an L. And another reason why it's generally better to go for Vader's friends over him is even if you get the block and he can't use his force on defense, it is still seven health behind three agility. It is. That is hard to chew through. Yeah. Uh, So you have to be, you have to A, be willing to sell out for him and B, be, uh, what's the opposite of risk averse? Uh, You have to be, uh, you have to to take risks. Reckless. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Well, not reckless, but like you have to have a tolerance for variance because if you lose your mind, yeah. If you lose your mind the first time you shoot at Vader and he doesn't, you don't do damage to him because he has three agility. Like it, it's going to be problematic. Yeah. Like you, you have it to is... turn after turn, keep focusing him until you kill him. Likely easier yeah. and more consistent to go for his buddies every yeah. time. And part of it, I like I was flying pen around that game. I fly a lot of high octane uh, offense lists because that's what I like. So uh, that's why um, if you're going, if you have a defense first list. Just don't even bother going after Vader. Yeah. Rep- Republic, just don't, just don't even bother. Take your objectives, and, throw your debate tokens around, and leave Vader alone. <laughs> and while I don't think Scum is in the best place, if Defender Vader is the single ship that you're the most nervous about, about you should play Scum and you should bring Kanan. Yeah. Because uh, Vader costs a lot of points, and he earns it back by being very effective on offense. And Kanan goes... Hello, nine-point ship. You it only roll two dice. So satisfying. <laughs> yeah. Vader to roll two <laughs> dice. He gets two every time. He gets two every time, but, but that's not why so you bring Defender Vader. It is so satisfying to watch Defender Vader roll two dice or three <laughs> dice at range one. You're like, hey, yeah. I'm playing a game of X-Wing. He's rolling yeah. the regular number of dice, but with regular person mods. <laughs> um, oh, gosh. Math-wise. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, just bring Kanan um, in general. Yeah. I mean, don't. You know what I, what I just realized, and this is a hilarious world's thought, is that it could be said that Doug Howe is making the biggest flex in the world right now by saying, this is what I bring to Worlds, and this is how to beat it. No, it's not. It's a 200-plus person event. Like, <laughs> If you are picking a list to counter a specific person, you're dumb. You're, yeah, it's stupid. Um, it's, a, it's a stupid choice. Yeah, like... Doug Howe calls world's players stupid. News I mean, most of them probably If they are. bring lists specifically to counter me, then yes, they are stupid. I mean, never mind. Not anything. Now, I was going to make a, people, I was gonna make a you play games. If you're bringing a list to counter somebody at your eight-person local tournament, yeah. that's yeah, not that's, dumb, that's not but we have about. different questions for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I always build the counter, Doug. You should question. Yeah, I, I, yeah, we have probably had, question your priorities. <laughs> we have had small tournaments where multiple players brought the in case of Doug list. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I still think it's going to be a good time. So Worlds, uh, again, officially kicking off next week. Uh, the Two weeks from now. It'll be 
It'll be so the five days from the release of this episode. Yeah. It'll so the, the 23rd, uh, Thursday, we've got the, uh, and all of this is going to be streamed on Gold Squadron. Uh, the last chance qualifier is going to be Thursday. Then day one of the World Championships is Friday. Day two is Saturday with the finals on Sunday. All of those beginning at 9 a.m. Central Time. So if you're well, looking to watch stuff on stream, that's when it's going to be. If you don't know, the Worlds format is pretty unique from anything they've done before. Pretty excited for it. Uh, it is day one is so normal. In the past, it has been day one A of Swiss, day one B of Swiss. You just pick which day you're playing Swiss. And that is not the case this time. It is everybody in the tournament is playing day one, and it's five rounds. And if you get at least nine tournament points, I think it might be seven. I think you can go two, one, and two. Anyway, yeah. you have to meet X points to make it to day two of Worlds, which is another five rounds of Swiss, and then a cut to top eight for day three. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah so, if you. Two five round days sounds perfect. Yeah. Well, so, a big part of this. Also... Is that uh, it is it is ten rounds cutting to a top eight, and that's I know the that best way to do it. That's the best way to do it. But man, I get the feeling that by the end of day two, by the end of Saturday, you're going to be seeing just like folks dropping from exhaustion. And if and, you if you go to the final from having played in the last chance qualifier, you will have played eighteen games of X Wing in four days. Yes. Uh, that's not even five a day. Like it's not even five a day. It I mean, five, to three five days rounds is, three. in my opinion, the sweet spot for a one-day tournament. <laughs> yes, I, absolutely. Um, yeah, five, six rounds is a little much for a lot of people, but five <laughs> rounds that, is perfect. Was that Adepticon that was six rounds? And I remember talking to you, Alex, and I was like, "Oh, thank God we can go now." And you're like, "There's still one more round," and I it was, was like, oh, and you were like, "I was going to drop," so I dropped, and then you didn't drop. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, "What's happening?" <laughs> Yeah. Oh, gosh. man! Our okay. Doug and I's first worlds back in 2015. First eight rounds in one day. No, oh, so man. many. See, that's was, too many. It was. Yeah, and to be fair, it was the first year that they like exploded in popularity. It went from like a 150 person event to a 300 plus person event. Yeah, this was one. Uh, one this was the Saturday Sunday of the worlds yeah. too. It was not. It was year, kind of an afterthought. Yeah, the year after is whenever they started doing two days of Swiss. Yeah, because it, it just got too big. Yeah, because so yeah, that first year it was 330 people or something yeah. in one FFG game center playing eight rounds of X Wing. Yeah, yeah, man, we played X Wing for 14 hours that day. Yeah, yeah. Five and then five. So you think that's a better way to do it? Five yeah. rounds than five, five rounds. Five and five. I love. Yeah, so it depends. Because on... they're doing points too. They're not doing. Okay. Well, I guess wins obviously are more wins points. Are points. Yeah, yeah. So it depends on what you want. If you want like the entertainment of a big cut, this is obviously not the correct format. But if your goal is to determine the best player in the tournament, more rounds of Swiss is better. Really, um, in theory, if your goal is to determine the best player in a tournament, you should just do Swiss until there's one undefeated. Yeah, uh, but cuts are exciting, and you don't exactly. want to get rid of them. Exactly. Um, and games are tournaments are less exciting if it's essentially single elimination, because as yeah. soon as you lose a game, you can no longer be in first. Indeed. Um, but I yeah, say, so... But in theory is what I said. Yeah. Um, but so large numbers of Swiss into a small cut is a much better way to determine who the best players are. Um, Plus, it's more people in the tournament for longer, which is good for enjoyment of players at the tournament. Like, <laughs> obviously, half the half to a third of the party is going to list out on day one, but then instead of people getting eliminated after one round of the cut, they're, they're going to yeah. need five more rounds no matter what. Like, yeah. yep. So, looking at the Swiss Triangle, given the if there's two hundred players in the world, yeah, one ninety six is the current prediction because there are one hundred and eighty. Is what's listed on the Adepticon event site, and then oh, they okay. guarantee the top sixteen from the last chance qualifier. Comes out to be exactly so, the same. You, you know, given the expected uh, you know wins losses, you're going to see uh, what is it? One undefeated, one nine and one, and the top six eight and twos. Which there is no draw in in Swiss Triangle, and there are draws in yeah. Uh, so, but that's just it. And oh. intentional draws. Right. Yeah, intentional draws are going to be allowed. Uh, they even have a uh, uh, a procedure for that. Yeah, so, which we don't really have to get into. But no, like, if because... draws are there, then intentional draws should be allowed because they're an intentional part of the game. <sighs> right. Um, so, and if you are both guaranteed into the cut by drawing, why should you be forced to play? Yeah, you're just not allowed to discuss that before you propose yep. a draw. That's You're that's allowed to say, way. hey, this is my record, and I would like a draw. All right. Well, with uh, that coverage, you know, 
we covered all the different factions over the last couple weeks. I think, uh, you know, hopefully this has given people some insight into if you're going to Worlds, maybe this helped you choose a list. Uh, if you're one of our listeners who's going to Worlds and you're hearing this, uh, chime in on social media. That way we'll be able to, you know, hype you up and uh, root for you. So that's going to be uh, fun for us. At least Greg and I sitting here at home watching the stats uh, come in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I assume the entire thing is going to probably be run using Roll Better. Yes, I, well, actually, they haven't announced that, so I don't know. Yeah, I assume that's probably going to be the case. Uh, but yeah, Worlds coming up. Uh, so the next time you hear from us will be uh, after Worlds, and who knows, we might have some uh, incredible, joyous news to have. We might have. Uh, well, we're going to have stories one way or the other, happy or not. So. Uh, Doug and Alex, best of luck. I hope you guys both have a great time up there, first of all. Oh, yeah. And, uh, always fun. Yeah, it is. It's an awesome tournament. And just a great con and a good time. And our boy, Brian Davis, will be there. Oh, nice. Oh, very cool. Yeah. So, with that, uh, as we're heading into Worlds, do we have any uh, final thoughts and shout-outs? Uh, Mark Myers for getting me to Worlds, essentially. Like he put all the work in to give me a place to stay and a ride up there, so I could afford to go. So I'm from Mark. Yeah. Uh, for anybody following X-wing in general on any of the other large things, you've probably also seen that uh, Ryan Farmer of the Fly Better Podcast is kickstartering his own board game that he has spent years in developing. I've got to see uh, a bit of it in uh, the invention process, and it looks really good. It's called Encounters: Colon Shattered Wastes. Uh, the Kickstarter should be having about a week to go. It's already fully funded. But if this is something you'd like to look at and support, there have been a number of uh, kind of preliminary previews and reviews of it so far. Go check it out. It's great to see uh, folks accomplishing their dreams. I know this has been a big thing of Ryan's for a while. So congratulations on finally getting this off the ground, man. For sure. Boop, boop. Also, second shout out to Mark and uh, his Kyber Cup team because they made top four. Yes, boop, they did. Boop. Oh, very cool. Uh, Mark Myers, Matt Carey, and uh, good old Teddy Roosevelt. Uh, all... Which, uh, who's Teddy Roosevelt? Do I know him? <laughs> like his uh, real name? I think he's relatively new to the to the. Yeah, relatively new, but Instagram. relatively good as well. Uh, I just like I, I, know, we, I we don't know who it is from the Discord handle. And I was yeah, like, I we met him at the scrub down, and I can't remember his actual offline what? name either. I was not it's Tyler or something. Yeah, but uh, no, really, really good guy. They've got uh, a great team, and you know they're. I know uh, Mark's going to be Worlds. Matt Carey going to Worlds? Yeah, he has to play uh, in the... Somehow, he didn't get an invite, so he has to play in the LCQ, but I have uh, a lot of faith that he'll get That's there. ridiculous. How did he not yeah, go? I guess he just won all the Gold Squadron events. That's true. Yeah. You gotta yeah. win a real event, Carey, or... Yeah. The <laughs> gotta win a real... Qualifier, like... <laughs> or somehow... I have faith that he'll make it to the LCQ. Oh, he'll make he's it. He's a very good player. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no doubt in my mind. Um, oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. And, uh... For all of us at Tosh Station, a rather late happy birthday to our father, Bob Howe. Our father, Bob Howe. Father, Bob Howe. My father, Bob Howe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, on that note, uh, for Toshi Station Radio, I'm Matt. I'm Doug. I'm Alex. And I'm Porg. And we'll see you at Worlds. Bob. Worlds. Howe. Worlds. Bob. Worlds. Bob. Worlds. Bob. Worlds. Bob. Worlds. Bob. Worlds. Worlds. Bob. Worlds. Bob. Worlds. Bob. I think Jack Borgens is the best X-Wing in current T.5. Tashi Station Radio is brought to you by the team of Greg Smith, Alex Smittle, Doug Howe, and Matt New. If you'd like to help us out with hosting and production costs, you can go to ko-fi.com slash Tashi Station X-Wing and make a donation. It's always appreciated. Be sure to follow us on Facebook at Tashi Station Radio, an X-Wing podcast, for news and updates. And as always, thanks for listening.